0: And welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, listed in 2020 as number eight of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am your host, Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. I created Scale Your Sales Framework to develop leading edge capabilities to secure, retain, and grow key customer relationships for long-term value and partnership. Join me each week to learn from amazing B2B sales and business experts and influencers. Tune in for actionable insights and strategies. Are you ready to scale your sales Hello, welcome to the 99th episode. I've had so many insightful conversations, too many to mention. But before I start, I must admit failure. Uh, now I understand why podcast hosts do series or seasons. Um, so I will attempt to take chunks of 12 episodes and highlight just one but I know I'm going to fail because there's so many insightful conversations that I want to mention. The first was the launch episode with Timothy Hughes, a good friend of mine and author of best-selling book, social selling. He's ranked the most influential social selling person in the world. Little did I know, way back in September 1999, oh, sorry, 2019, that Scale Your Sales podcast would be listed as the 20 best strategic sales podcasts. And also awarded uh, over two years. So we were eighth out of 44. Now we're ninth out of uh, 43. Best podcast every sales professional should listen to. So listen up. Uh, This is really a thank you to the amazing guests who have so generously shared their experience, their stories and their strategies. Now, I know I've learned a great deal from my guests, from the listeners uh, uh, reading their reviews, I know the audience has too. So Timothy said that people who adapt best are those that understand the concept of networks. And this really rung true, especially as we've been negotiating over the last 16 months, this global pandemic, are not actually able to meet face-to-face. Networks have been so important. I must mention CEO, Stephen Kelly, talking about why companies must be customer obsessed. And I love what he said about his wife, but you'll have to listen to episode eight to find out more. Let's jump a bit to uh, episode 24, Tiffany Bova, talking about her book, Growth IQ, and giving lots of examples of companies that have developed modern and relevant business growth strategies. Now, I agree with Tiffany, who said, the act of selling must develop the feeling of personalization and trust. Customers must feel this when they engage at any level. And the tip of this is sales, whether offline or online. I could not agree with Tiffany more. And the Scale Your Sales framework helps B2B companies to reimagine revenue growth through customer excellence and sales. So this is what she was talking about, the tip of sales. Now Tiffany advises to go ask your customers what is the one thing that you are not doing what can you do more of and this is really these are great questions to ask your customers when i work uh, with with clients i often ask them once we've identified their their most uh, valued customers their higher value customer when was the last time you had the conversation? Not about sales, not a lot about the products, but really about the the service of what you uh, deliver. So then I spoke to Adrian Swinscoe, a customer experience specialist. Now, many of the people that I interview, I've been following or I've known them for, for about 10 years. So it's really great to platform great people. But the great thing about podcasts as well is that I meet new people. So Adrian, I've known for a number of years, and I've got his uh, fantastic, beautifully designed book, um, CX Punk. Now I interviewed Adrian, just as COVID-19 had hit the world. And we'd been in lockdown for about a month. Now, you do not necessarily have to ask customers help specifically, he said. You must tell the customer what's going on and that you're working hard to resume service. But right now, this is service unusual, he said. Adrian gives an excellent example of how banks, and I'm sure some of you had suffered this, banks have frustrated their customers by not communicating effectively. COVID-19 has shined a light on what good customer experience looks like and doesn't look like. Um, What we're seeing is the best companies just know it and just get it. And everybody else is far, far behind, he said. Adrian shares great stories, uh, and one of which, which was particularly memorable for me, was Zappos. So you're going to have to listen to episode 31 to find out more about that Brilliant story that they um, that he retold. Adrian says, and I absolutely agree. Sales is a massive part of what happens that makes your customer uh, makes your customer experience. So sales is an integral part, and this is why I absolutely marry the two. You cannot have one without the other. Great sales um, comes from great customer experiences. Now Laurie Richardson worked has worked and continues to work literally to change the face of b2b sales as president of women sales pro she observes out of a room of of 70 this is the story she um tells 70 sales professionals so she often does lots of engagements and, and speaking there are only four women Only four women in a group of 70. And um, her forthcoming book, She Sells, really explores why this is and what we need to do. I mean, really, it's 2001. This should not be happening. So in episode 45, Laurie quotes Garner's research uh, that chief revenue officers and companies think that the balance of gender is okay which goes against really the statistics that she's observing, and has been widely quoted. There's been 17 percent women sales leaders, and it hasn't increased um, a great deal, and that is an incredibly low figure. So people still need a compelling reason to make an effort to improve those stats to get more women in sales. And at the Scale Yourselves podcast, we talk about this an awful lot. The platform of Scale Your Sales podcast platforms 50% women in sales and 20% ethnic minorities. Now, because we need to hear a breadth of views and experience, and this is what we want to platform on on the podcast. So just as the sales industry must modernize to represent the diversity of the audience of the global buyer. that they uh, approach and want to engage, so does this podcast. We continue to ask the diversity question and garner a breadth of views. So I hope you really enjoy that. So Laurie mentioned um, Jill Conrath and did many of the inspirational role models that I have interviewed. Her name just kept coming back, so I, coming up. So I was absolutely honoured to interview Jill Conrath in episode 53 of Scale Your Sales podcast. Jill said, diversity in sales still sucks. I love her she's a straight talker I absolutely love that about her and she's the one that's been really leading the charge so if she's saying that that it still sucks we really need to listen up Jill recalls that she was a federal government government mandated diversity hire in Xerox when she moved from teaching um, into sales Xerox she said didn't think women could sell technical things like copiers Within a couple of years of hiring women, eight out of the top 10 sales reps were minority and females, eight out of the top 10. That is amazing within two years. So they learned how to look for characteristics that were totally different to men. And that's the problem is that companies are not looking for characteristics that are totally different to men. And then if they did that, then they would recruit more women and you'd have more women in a leadership. So Gartner research states that women tend to perform at higher levels. They stay longer. So you don't have to recruit as often train or onboard, and you hope that that this all works out. This is what Jill um, quoted. So there's a huge business case for women in sales. This is why we talk about it a lot, but not only women, also um, ethnic minorities. The more familiar you become with your customers, the greater your success rate is because you speak their language, says Jill we focus on what matters to them. You'll be able to ask questions that are highly relevant and of interest to them. The goal is to increase your effectiveness, which means you're always learning. So Jill's a real advocate of lifelong learning. She very much promotes that. Six months into the pandemic, um, Jill, when we talked, um, Jill said in our interview, top sales leaders right now must focus on their culture, to be in touch with their people regularly and to talk humanly talk. This is, is opposed to talking about how many calls did you make this week? And I've been in, in sales. Yeah, we all know that question. Let's talk about your numbers and where you're at. No, this is not what we need to be talking about. But be interested as a human being, says Jill, because you want them to be successful uh, and to ask. Instead, you need to ask Tell me about how you're feeling right now. How can I help you? And I actually think this is not, this is what Jill said when we're in the, you know, the grip of the pandemic, but actually this is something we need to go forward and continue to do because the world has changed. And then I interviewed uh, Jennifer Urara. Uh This is in episode uh, 57. She is the chief commercial officer of DIRT, environmental solutions. Now I've known Jennifer for years, way back, well it's not so long ago really, Um, she um, was in senior leadership team for um, Sage and worked with Sage in America for many many years before moving over to DIRT. Now Jennifer had been in her role for one year um, when I spoke to her but six months of that year was during the COVID lockdown. So I asked her how the company had adapted the changes. and Jennifer talked very much about um, some surprising opportunities that um, the pandemic had surfaced. She said it's a very different environment. Uh, uh, you, you know you've had to balance moving the business forward as CEO, COO. And also to continually check in and seeing where people are at. The heartbeat of the business, she said, was the factories. She said, we manufacture and we can't develop a product. Uh, If we can't manufacture, we can't develop the, the product. So safety is absolutely top priority. So she said that they used to do lots of factory tours all the time clients used to fly in to Calgary Alberta so instead they had to flip it into virtual and created virtual experience tours anywhere And uh, DIRT Experience Centers opened up in New York and Chicago, so it meant that they could offer their customers many more experiences, and that was a real opportunity for people to virtually from anywhere in the world be able to access many more experiences. I love what uh, DIRT stands for, which is doing it right this time one time only, always doing it right, I love that, it's so great when culture, this is what Jill was talking about, culture becomes part of your DNA, Um, so absolutely great company, and they do really exciting things, so take a look at DIRT, so then in episode 63, We've got so much to cover. We're only ho- halfway through, but it's so exciting. I really wanted to highlight um, my highlights uh, of Scale Yourself podca- podcast. So, episode sixty-three, four-time sales leader Julie Mann. She said that all uh, the almost opportunities, almost opportunities, should be forty percent of your sales revenue. If You systemize it. So she went on to elaborate, you know, what she she meant by this. So Julie said, we spend much of our effort trying to figure out who is our buyer. We find that they're interested. We find we're talking to the decision maker. Maybe we have meaningful conversations with them, but for whatever reason, they end up not buying. So we've just isolated, she said, a needle in a haystack. And we basically throw, (laughs) throw back the pile into the haystack and try and find a different needle. This is crazy. She said. Using nurture tactics where someone's an almost opportunity, she said, but maybe the timing isn't right or the budget um, isn't right at that time. Instead, keep that group of people together and just be human, she said. I totally understand um, this. So things you would say is, I understand it wasn't a great fit for you today, but I'm curious um, so that I can learn better. And people are more often uh, uh, likely to give you information. Um, what did we, you know, uh, what do you think, how did we lose out? What did um, they, the other company that won, do better. If the other company won, often it's no decision. Just really investigate what went on there, just for my learning. That's what you need to say, because people are more willing to be honest uh, uh, with you. So you start to build a relationship based on trust with someone, um, that, and you continue to check in with them in a thoughtful way. Things like I I thought of you because we talked about, and you had previously talked about a very specific thing. And I wanted to send this specific thing that was informational or connection or whatever it may, your way. So you're telling them I'm continuing to, to think about you. People love to buy from people, she said, that they not only trust, but also take a genuine interest in trying to help them personally rather than you've got a pain point I've got a solution I absolutely love what what Julie um, said I meant I'd love to mention Malcolm McDonald my marketing professor when I did my executive MBA at Cranfield School of Management many years ago now we uh, uh, I was absolutely astonished by um, Malcolm McDonald. Many years ago, and can, he continues to blow my mind. Um, he's an author, and I actually, I hold—he's the author I hold most books for on my my bookshelf. I mean, I think I've got about five of his his books. Um, I know when you listen to this episode seventy-eight, your mind will be blown too. Things like if you don't know basics, the basics of marketing, social media is not going to work. This is what Malcolm said. Also, he said, only 5% of organizations have got financially qualified value propositions. And this is absolutely key. Now, in COVID, you often have the COVID committee, and they're looking for reasons why not. Gartner uh, and uh, I've also said in, in their research that, you know, most deals lose out to indecision, no decision, status quo. So, you know, unless you have financially qualified value um, propositions, um, the rich demonstrating return on investment, you're not going to go anywhere. But only 5% of organizations. This is mind blowing. Sales are made. By the way, this is what Malcolm says, you relate to your customer and market. And that's really interesting. That's kind of thought provoking. Sales are made by the way you relate to your customer, your customer relationship. This is why we focus on that in uh, Scale Your Sales Framework. The way you relate to your customers um, and market. Please listen to episode 78. He's going to blow your mind with uh, the golden nuggets of real world insights. When I worked as a customer experience consultant, I enjoyed the creative thinking practice to innovation and creativity. And since this time, I've gone on to read more about clean language using metaphors. And I do that an awful lot in my mentoring and my uh, work that I've continued to do with Cranfield School of Management, but also systems thinking and systems modeling. Absolutely love this. Really interesting. I was absolutely delighted to interview Brian Mattimore, author of three seminal works in, uh, in the field of creative thinking, including Idea Stormers and 21 Days to a Big Idea. So I interviewed him in episode, 84. Brian talked about the creative thinking techniques that help to improve the chances of making a sale. Wow. And it, it gave wonderful examples of the work he, he's done with various clients in order to up their sales. Now, he talked about why clients, buyers, are a critical part of the creative process. Now, I talk a lot about sales is about co-creation. So you need the buyer and you as a salesperson sitting at the table, co-creating the solution. So this really um, speaks to what Brian was talking about as well. Now, And it's also about how he was talking about how easy and economic data is nowadays and gave um, a a few avenues where you can access data relatively um, economically and why it's absolutely critical for sales and how it can help your sales so make sure you go and you listen to episode 84 episode 85 i know i'm not keeping to you know choosing one person every 12 but there's so many in episode 85, with Anita Nielsen, the Cell sensei in martial art, this means teacher. She's author of Beat the Bot. Now, Anita... We had a great conversation. It was really like she was just sitting across the table and we were having a wrap. So many great things came out of that conversation and I look forward to having her on again. But um, in episode 85, Anita talked about why we must not leave the humanity out of the sales role. There's a lot of talk about sales in data. And yes, that's important. This is why her book is called Beat the Box. You've got to keep the humanity in sales saying that at the end of the day we are human beings from humans selling to humans teaching humans so never let go of the fact that it's a human to human business on diversity Anita asks, how are non-diverse sales organizations going to be successful being personal with diverse buyers so, if you're not diverse as an organisation, how can you provide the diversity that buyers are actually um, looking for? That she states that her teenagers, she has teenagers in the house, and we had lots of fun conversations around that. She says they've got zero tolerance, zero patience for a lack of diversity. It's like really. This is what the world is like. For them, it's so simple, but what it means as we had discussed is that, you know, future employers, unless they are walking the walk and talking the talk, the top talent, these are the young millennials and generation Y they're not really going to be interested in you as an organisation, so you really need to get on board now. So I thought that was really interesting um, perspective from from Anita and something for us all to take on board. So as uh, we start to negotiate what is now new normal as we're coming out of post pandemic, uh, I talked to Meredith Elliott. Pal. And this was coincided with the launch of her book, Thrive, Turning Uncertainty to comp- Competitive Advantage. Now, I talked to Meredith at the beginning of launching the pod. Podcast and she talked about uncertainty. So it's great to actually have her on again. Now she has the book. In this episode, episode 90, Meredith gives an abundance of case studies of companies that she had researched for her book in Thrive. These companies had thrived for over a hundred years. So they'd been through many economic and viral challenges like the pandemic, thinking of the Spanish flu, which has much worse than what we've been through um, in the last 18 months. So they survived all of that. So there's something to learn from these organizations. What were the essential strategies? And she identified nine and went through all nine. So you've got to listen to uh, this episode. And it was things like why, if you're not focused on the vision, then you will always be pulled into the obstacles really fascinating. Why competition is needed to be uh, needs to become collaboration and like the principles of scale yourselves framework Uh, one of the nine strategies including, rather than chasing new business, you should focus on your existing customers. And that's the core to scale your sales framework, retention, existing customers and growing from from there. So you'll notice I've really struggled to mention just one episode in every 12. um, But I've tried my best. So I hope you've enjoyed a lot of the golden nuggets that I've mentioned. All you have to do is go back in and um, make sure that you listen to the ones that you've missed and uh, make sure you subscribe to Scale Your Sales Podcast because I am honoured and lucky to have amazing people. Last but not least is Safesh Karucha, VP of Cloud Red Hat Strategies at IBM. His primary focus to optimize IBM's go-to-market strategy. I had to copy all of the video timestamps. Every statement that Fesh made was a light bulb for me. It was absolutely fascinating listening to his story. So like um, this one, the moment we say we're going to control the innovation, it means we're killing it. Light bulb moment. Fantastic. The real value of salespeople is to help customers understand their pain points from a business perspective. We often do pain point solution, but from a business perspective, it's a different skill set that's required now. The advantage of being in a virtual world is the ability to better understand the customer's culture. So, how important the culture of the customer is. So, Fesh said, you can't run a global organization unless you bring diversity in at all levels. And IBM and this is why he said IBM removed college degree pre-entry requirements from many of the entry jobs because it was blocking diverse hires for a long-term growth creation an ecosystem uh, has, you have to have an ecosystem that is open to partnership So I thought this is incredible. Now remember, I started with Timothy Hughes talking about adaption and networks and how important that was. So I'm I'm kind of closing this rundown of the last hundred or um, well, 99 uh, episodes of Scale Yourselves podcast and bringing it back around when um, Safesh talked about for long-term go- growth creation, an ecosystem, networks, ecosystem has to be open to partnerships. So I absolutely love what Safesh said. I loved his journey and his story. Now, You've got to go and check out episode um, 93 and let me know whether you also had many light bulb moments from Safesh. Now, I look forward um, to you following me on LinkedIn and commenting and letting me know which was your favorite episode of Scale Yourselves Podcast. Please, please, please share the love with your colleagues and, and friends or just share this episode with them so they can decide which ones they want to go back and get more details and, and listen to. I am so grateful to all of the followers of Scale Yourselves Podcast. Um, please do listen, rate and review Scale Yourselves Podcast on Apple iTunes. It makes a massive difference to me and it helps other people to find Scale Yourselves podcasts. And, you know, I get amazing guests and they share their experience, their stories and their insights to help you, to help you, um, the listeners and followers of this show. So it's great if you could help by sharing that with more people. But if you like to watch, um, uh, then I also subscribe to my YouTube um, channel and it means that you'll get uh, the video version of the Scale Yourselves podcast show, which is captioned videos. Um, you'll get that every week um, when it launches. So thank you so much um, for following us and uh, listening to us. I hope you've all left a review on Apple iTunes. Please do share the podcast, and I look forward to the next hundred of amazing guests and insights. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Scale Your Sales. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Janice B. Gordon, to comment and share. I'd love it if you would leave a review on ratethispodcast.com slash scaleyoursales. Please subscribe for more weekly expert insights to scale your sales.